0: Welcome to the Victory Church podcast. If you want more information about Victory Church Bendigo, contact us via our email info at victorycc.com.au or check out our social media pages in the description below. We hope you enjoy this message. One of the strange things in life is when you feel obligated to do something. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you feel obligated. It's not that someone's making you It's that you feel obligated that you have to do something. I'll give you an example. You know, when you feel obligated to go to a party, you don't really know the person that well. If you're a party person, I'm sorry, I I operate in a different realm, a different sphere. You don't really want to go, but you feel obligated. And so you go, oh, look, and you wait till the last second to RSVP hoping that they cancel the party or something happens, but then you kind of go, well, no, I've really got to go. So you just go, oh, I'm going to go. Made a decision, I'm going to rock up, I'll turn up, I'll go. And so you turn up at a party, you turn up with a bad attitude, you turn up late, you stay as little amount of time as you can, and you go. Why? Because you felt obligated. It's a little bit like if you're in a relationship here with someone. I'll be very careful, I'm going to walk over this side, away from certain <laughs> people over there they say you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Sometimes I have learned that that does not mean what I think it means. It doesn't mean I can do whatever I want. See, there's this thing in life where at times we can feel obligated, we can feel uh, uh, like a little bit like we can't really do what we really want to do. And today I want to share a scripture with you. I'm sure you all know, uh, it's quoted many times, but it's really actually a misunderstood scripture as to what it actually means. Jesus says these words in John eight thirty two. then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. One of the greatest messages that Jesus offers is this, is this message of freedom to our lives. We all understand what it's like to be restricted, checked, held up, put in our place, told what to do. And if you look at the uh, definition of this word in the dictionary, it's the power or right to act, speak or think as one wants. That's what freedom is. That's what it is to be free. Don't you want that? Okay. Don't you want that? Don't you want to be able to do whatever the heck you want to do? Don't you want to say, I don't want to come to your party? (laughs) Wouldn't you love that? No, I don't want to do that. It would be great to be able to have that kind of freedom. So when Jesus says, I'll give you freedom, we go, yeah. Come on, I can do whatever I want, when I want, how I want. What an incredible offer of freedom. It's appealing to think of this freedom and independence. Because we like that. We like to be independent. We like to be able to do what we want to do and how we do it. And and the funny thing is, is most of the times when people are using this scripture, they're actually using it with people who aren't Christians. We talk to them and we say, "Hey, Jesus is going to make you free." And that appeals to them. I'll tell you why it appeals to them. Because they've liked that idea of being free and independent and can do whatever I want. And if he's going to offer me that, yeah, come on, sign me up. I'm on board. I want that kind of freedom. And we use this scripture a lot with people that that you know don't know Jesus yet. Hey, you have freedom. You're going to be free. You can do whatever you want. And the interesting thing is when we look at this passage of Scripture, we actually always have this problem. The problem is is we start from verse 32. We start from the then. Now, much the same as last time when I spoke to you, we looked at knowing the perfect will of God. It has a then. Then you will know the perfect will of God. Why does it say then? Because before that you have to live as a living sacrifice, giving yourself wholly over to God and you have to transform your mind and only then do you know the will of God. You don't know it before. And so when we quote this scripture and we just say, ho, ho, let me tell you, this is what it looks like. This is how you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We forget the first part. And the first part is the most vital part of being set free. In John 8, 31, it says to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So Jesus here is addressing people that had a faith, a confidence, a belief in God, said, yeah, Jesus, we believe, yeah, I believe what you say. I believe in who you are, I believe, and then they threw it away. And Jesus is now addressing them, speaking to them. He's coming and, and we don't know uh, how he's met with them or whether they've reconnected. But Jesus is speaking to them because they had a faith and they've left a the faith. My first question for you this morning is, is, do you actually believe who Jesus says he is? Because nothing nothing flows unless you believe that Jesus says, is who he says he is. Do you know in the book of John there's seven things? There's seven I am statements which Jesus makes about himself. He says, I am the bread of life. I want to tell you that the first thing which he talks about, he says, I'm the bread of life. If you don't understand the context of this, bread was what they ate every day. You ate it at every meal. It was the staple of how you lived your life and Jesus says to them, I am the bread of life. I'm the thing you can't do without. I'm the thing that you nourish on every day. I'm the thing that sustains you. I'm the thing that keeps you whole. Jesus says, I am the Bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. Now we all understand, as they understood, that there is only one real light that we have in this world. It's called the sun. He says, I am the light of the world. Outside of me, there is no light. There is nothing that lives. There is nothing that you can see. You walk in darkness outside of me. So Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He says, I am the door. He talks about Him being the only door that you can go through. There is no other way to God. Apart from him. He says that I am the good shepherd. I am the one that watches over you, protects you, leads you, shepherds your life, leads you to good pasture. Make sure that you're okay. Jesus says, and you gotta believe that he is the good shepherd. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. In other words, after death, there is no other life apart from him. It's only him who is eternal, it's only him who makes the way. He says, I am. The way, the truth, and the life. In other words, he comes along into a world which says there's many ways to God, and he says there's no other way, there's only one way. Hey, we're very exclusive as Christians. We believe there is only one way, there is only one truth, and there is only one way to life, and it's found in the person and work of Jesus. And Jesus is saying these things. He says, I am the true vine. He says, hey, let me tell you something. You are a branch and you're connected to the vine. Outside of the vine, you die. There's no other life. See, there's seven statements Jesus makes about Himself in the book of John and He's saying, hey, when you add all those things up, you've got to understand this, that Jesus is your all in all. He is your everything. There is no life outside of Him. There is nothing outside of Him. There is nothing good. He's the light of the world. He is the doorway to God. He is the bread of life. There is nothing outside of Him. And I want to say this to you today. You may know that intellectually, but do you know it in here? Do you know it in here? Because I want to tell you, we live in a world full of false false hope, false gospels, false narratives, false, false ways to improve your life. Hey, let me tell you this. If you want to know why podcasts are exploding, why are there so many podcasts? Because people are looking for a way to life and freedom. And let me tell you this, they're looking in all kinds of places and I want to just say to some of you in this room, be careful of some of the influences that you allow to speak into your life, telling you that they'll be your guru, they'll be your door, they'll be your bread of life, they'll be the way, the truth and the life, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll do all these things for you. You've got to be very careful of the influences that you allow in because a lot of them are like you trying to tie up your own shoelaces and lift yourself off the ground. A lot of it is founded in human endeavour, human works, human things. It's not founded in us actually coming back and saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the only way. You're the only truth. You're the only life. I live through you. Without you, I am nothing. Without you, there is no hope. See, this is why we have to have a fundamental belief and faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Church, this morning, do you know that intellectually, but do you know it in your heart? Or are you looking for false things, false narratives, false ideas to try and give the life that Jesus offers, the freedom that Jesus offers, the hope that Jesus offers and saying, oh, I'll put my hope and my hope and my trust in that because let me tell you this, it'll end in disappointment. There is no other way. Jesus says in these seven I am statements, he tells us that he is the one who changes us, lives in us and does things. Do you believe in him? Even if it's not working out in your timing? We need to believe this first. Jesus says, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. This is the test if you're his disciple. You hold to his teaching. Now, this is where it gets really, really interesting. We have the truth will set you free. First of all, it's not an affirmation of um, autonomy or personal independence. So many times when people use this scripture, they use it as a thing of Jesus is going to set you free for you to do whatever you want. It's actually not the context of what Jesus was actually trying to say. When Jesus was actually speaking to these people, he wasn't trying to talk to them about personal autonomy or being able to do whatever you want. He was actually talking about a freedom that is not independent, but interdependent on him. Let me tell you, the only way you find freedom is not you being able to do whatever you want. The only way you find freedom is the freedom is found in Christ. The way in which we know this is the words and the terminology which Jesus used. In your version of the Bible, uh, it might say that Jesus said, if you continue or hold, right? and those are the two different words which most translations use. Uh, And this is a key term that's found in John's Gospel. It's a key term that's found in John's Gospel. Now, we, uh, some versions use different words for this, but the real word is remain or abide. So Jesus is saying, if you remain or abide in my teachings, not continue, but remain or abide. Now, it's the same language which is used in John 15. So in John 15, Jesus says, I'm a vine, you are the branches. And he gives us this great encouragement. This is a wonderful encouragement, isn't it? Hey, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Isn't that a great encouragement? Who likes that encouragement? Jesus just reminds us that apart from me, you can do nothing. I always love that verse. It brings me right back to humbly just realizing where I stand in the order of things in serving God and serving the church. Without Him, I'm nothing. And it's the same language, to remain or abide. And so Jesus is saying in this passage of Scripture that you, in order to have the freedom that you want, need to remain. This passage is telling us that faith in a continuing relationship is the pathway to truth and the freedom that we are actually seeking inside us. The true disciple remains. In other words, stays in, abides, lives in Jesus. And it's this person who gets set free by the truth revealed by, by Jesus, not the truth revealed by you. I thought I was going to be autonomous, making my own decisions, making my own things and being free. But Jesus says, no, there's a path to freedom which I have for you. It's found by you remaining in me and my life and my principles living out of you. And then you will find true freedom. Because let me tell you this, most people that think they know how to make themselves free by themselves up. They bind themselves up. You'll do a horrible job of what you think is freedom. You'll act or speak or think or do whatever you want and think you're free without actually realising you're bound. And this is what this story is about. Because it goes on and it says, because Jesus just says, I'll set you free. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's their response? Well, they get offended. Now you've got to understand that at this time, under the reign of Claudius, they estimate that 50, up to 50% of a population were slaves. Large percentage of a population of people were slaves. So, to not be a slave was like, I'm pretty good. Look at me, pretty good. I'm not a slave. I'm a free person. So, they respond in this really interesting way to Jesus. What do they do? They say, They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we're going to be set free? And Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs in it forever. Now the same word there is abide or remain. A a slave does not abide in the family and a son abides in it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The problem is we don't realise our need for freedom because we think we're already free. See, sometimes you can be free when you're really bound. One of the interesting things here is Jesus is speaking to people that have walked away. Now, this is fascinating, isn't it? When, how many of you know someone who's walked away from Jesus? Come on, we all, most of us here would know someone who's walked away from Jesus. And it's funny what people say when they walk, walk away from Jesus. They say things like this. I can be free to be who I really am. I can be free to be, live my personal truth. Interesting, isn't it, the things that people say. I can be free to be my authentic me. Not realising they're actually bound. And Jesus, when he's speaking to these people, he's saying, hey, you guys had a faith in me and now you don't realise that you've left that faith in me and now you are bound. You are actually, and you're going, no, we're free. And then he's going, no, no, you guys are actually bound. You're actually held up. You're actually caught. You're actually trapped. You're actually not where you need to be. You need to be set free. And the only way to be set free is through me. And Jesus is speaking to these people that have once known a relationship with Jesus. And he says to them, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave... Has no permanent place in the family. See, slavery is such a horrible thought. You ever thought about what it would be like to be a slave? I know we don't have slaves today. Your kids might complain that they're slaves, but they're not really. But imagine what it would be like to be told what time you're gonna wake up, what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna do, every detail of your life being orchestrated by another person. That's what slavery is. That's what slavery does. And sadly, there's many people who every action in their life is dictated to by slavery to sin. Everything they do, everything they touch, everything they act, everything that goes on in their life, it's all dictated to by them. They're a slave to it. That's why when sometimes you speak with people with addictions, they'll say things like, I could give up if I really wanted to. But the thing is, they're actually caught. They think they're free, but they're actually trapped. And Jesus doesn't want you To live in a life where you think, oh, I'm free, but really you're trapped. And sometimes, let me tell you this, things that want to get a hold of you, that want to keep you trapped, but convince you that you're free. And we can become very delusional as people thinking that we're free when we're actually trapped in things. I'm I'm, No, I won't go there because it's 11.28. If I go down that track, we're going to be here forever. No, we won't do it. It's not a good track to go down. Jesus isn't offering you a freedom of independence, but interdependence on Him. That's what Jesus is after in our lives. Jesus actually wants to bring the freedom of being inter- interdependent on Him. The great thing about Jesus' work in ministry is this: I'm going to get a band to come. Oh, they've already come. They're already hurrying me up. Good on you guys. They know. The great thing about Jesus' ministry is this. Jesus actually came to make us free. That's what he wants to give to your life. The problem is we have to realise if we're bound. We've got to work out, am I bound? Is there something that's got a hold on me? Is there is there sin? That I'm, that I'm, man, Because let me tell you, Jesus says, the son has a permanent place, the slave doesn't. Hey, you've got to continue him. You've got to not know it intellectually. You've got to know it in your heart of hearts. You've got to believe that who Jesus says he is, I believe that with all my heart. I live under that conviction. I live in that place of believing in the power and work of Jesus. And I don't know about you this morning, but I just felt this morning that Jesus wants to set some people free. We're talking this year of transformation and I want to tell you that in that transformation is your freedom in Christ for you not to be dictated to by anything in this world, but for you to live by the power of the Holy Spirit in a way interdependent with Jesus where Jesus is coming along and as He gives you the truth, you begin to walk in freedom. You're not bound by your past. You're not bound by what happened. You're not bound by the other things that are going on in life. You have a freedom today to walk in Jesus. You don't want to be independent of Him. You want to be interdependent on Him. You say, Jesus, help me. Show me the truth. Let me live my life that I might walk in freedom because when I do it and when I try and make it work, I seem to mess it up. See, Jesus offers us all freedom this morning. It's a wonderful thing this morning, but Jesus is offering you freedom. He's not offering for you to be bound. He's not offering for you to be held up. He's offering true freedom that only He can offer. And here's the great thing that I love. In John 14, 12, Jesus says these words, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, same again, belief, will do the works that I've been doing and I'll do even greater things in these because I'm going to the Father. The great thing that Jesus wants to do with your life is when you are free, is you help others get free. But it's really hard to help someone else get free when you're not free yourself. And one of the reasons I want to speak on freedom this morning, because I want to say whatever's holding you back, no matter how long it's been, maybe you go, oh, well, I've been like this for a long time. I don't think I'll ever be free of that. I don't think that will ever break. I don't think that will ever shift. I don't think that ever. I kind of believe that Jesus can do some of the things that he offers, but I'm not really sure. So I'm going to have my little guru on the side who can guide me and lead me in life. But it's not really going to be totally committed to Jesus. I want to tell you this morning, you've got to come back to who you believe that Jesus is. You've got to say, I need your help. I need your help. I need you to show me the truth. I need you to lead me in the path of freedom because I'm going to mess it up myself. And this morning, some things are going to shift in people. We're going to pray over people. We're going to believe God to shift and move some things. Can I encourage you? Walk in freedom this week. If, if you find yourself bound by it, if you think, oh, something. Gonna... I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you this week. This is a sermon. And I'm going, Lord, I've preached your word. I want you to do your work during the week. I want you to do your work, and I'm praying for an awareness. If anything is keeping you bound, if anything is keeping you in slavery, that this week you go, hey, "Hang on, hang on, hang on, that's not the truth." I want to be a disciple. I want to walk in truth, and I want to find the freedom in Jesus' office. Father, this week, I pray, as your people go into the world, Lord, we want to bring freedom to others, but Lord, first of all, bring it to us that we'll be free from anything that's holding us bound restricted, held back, that we would encounter your freedom from your truth, that we would lean into you and become interdependent upon you and your word in Jesus' name.